Sports Block Podcast, a special edition of the Sports Block Podcast here. In uh, person. In person, yes. Live and in the flesh. Travis Grins yes. is with me and Nathan Sacken. You can hear the, the handshake. The, the you can handshake. hear the hands. I think so. I think so. Coming I think we can hear that. Uh, we're doing this uh, on uh, uh, Sunday. my request. Yes, we're doing it Sunday after the Final Four semifinals. Uh, per the request of my wife, Kelsey, who... Uh, uh, along with you, helped give me that uh, present to the uh, to the final four, and uh, I don't think you were happy. We you could've... were very, you were very excited. Well, yeah, I, I was. Yeah. I think the the whole atmosphere, and we'll get into that here momentarily. But the whole experience, the experience was great. The the Bill Hancock fan bowl experience. Yes, yes. Uh, please, he's going to come to a Chase Center Field near you. Yes. Uh I don't think we could have asked for better games. Games were good. They didn't score a lot of points, but they were close. Yep. In the 60s, uh, first game, Virginia and Auburn. Um, just killing me. Killing me, Virginia. Yeah. Virginia kills me. Um, I thought, you know, normally when you see low-scoring games, it's often like, oh, they're, they're just plain terrible. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, there were some missed shots, but, you know... Long stretchers I, without points for Virginia. But it was good good defense in large part. So, I mean, that's what you like to see. Uh, the Virgin, We'll focus on Virginia and Auburn here for first. Virginia only... The first half lasted 37 minutes, great. I think. 39 yeah. minutes. I mean, we didn't even hit the under four media timeout. It was under 40 minutes, and it usually takes what? Close 50. to an hour. Probably yeah. like 50, 55 minutes. Yeah. It, minimum. So that was really nice to see that a the official swallowed their whistle. Uh, well, well, yeah, and then you know just the, that the teams could go back and forth without fouling. Just the the pace was very good, and I mean, what we, the Virginia Auburn game was is thirty one to twenty eight at halftime. Yeah, I mean, it was, was ahead. Yep, uh, Virginia went on their run in the second half, and they're like, all right. And then Auburn came back and was it a fifteen nothing run? A fourteen nothing run. So Virginia had a ten point lead, and I thought at that, oh, it's done. And I thought about sending out the the tweet Sharpie. about uh, no, not not oh, the your, Seth Davis the uh, uh, Sharpie tweet, mm-hmm. but I was going to say, who's your daddy, Auburn? And uh, the, I don't, I still don't understand the who's. Uh, maybe I'll talk to a we'll Virginia person. But I mean, it seemed like Virginia was in control. And then Auburn comes roaring back. I think Bryce Brown hit a hit a three pointer that kind of got Auburn yeah. into it. And then you know, Harper hit another three. Like they just they kept going, climbing back into it. And I thought Virginia took some very bad shots. Like Auburn, all they would do was just jack up threes. That was their entire offense. Mm-hmm. Dribble, 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 dribble. Like I was watching five James Hardens out there. <laughs> dribble, 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 dribble. Shoot a three. Hope to hell it went in. And mm-hmm. then at the end when they made the run, they finally hit some threes. So that, that was Auburn's plan to get back into the game. And then uh, they went on the run. And mm-hmm. uh, Virginia, they were down four with about ten seconds to go. That last possession, that second to last possession, took them forever. Like People, like, you could hear the, the crowds, they like, got to go. There's ten seconds it, left. It, it had four. 20 seconds at the beginning of that possession, and, and then it went down to seven. And then I finally, think when they make it. Yeah, Kyle Guy hit the three in the corner, which and, was a great shot. And he made the three-pointer. I think that was on our side where he corner, made it. Yep, in yep. the corner, far corner. Because we, right. we were up at section 309. You could see the whole court, which is very nice. Yeah. And you have a pretty decent idea when they shoot it. 
is that ball going to go in or not just because of the trajectory of it and that shot to me I didn't think that had any business going in mm-hmm. that it was just a line drive shot and he he nailed it um tied and you know Kyle Guy's the the best player on Virginia but the guy who can score the most points mm-hmm. guy who had struggled in this tournament Ty Jerome he had a big day but he picked up a, a ticky tack foul uh with I think like five minutes left or something mm-hmm. four minutes and change it was a it was a dumb foul uh I think it was more a frustration court. foul than anything but anyway, so Virginia makes the three. They get back within one. They foul Auburn, which is good. I mean, that's what you have to do, obviously. First free throw was made, and I think, was it Harper that made the free throw? Yep. Harper, and, Harper and then made he, the free throw. He was the guy, I believe, that nailed the like, all the free throws against Kentucky late in that uh, Elite Eight game in Kansas City. And then he missed the second one. Virginia goes down, and I what? how many fouls did Virginia? There were two. So there were two. Okay, yeah, so yeah. Foul, I, I was very happy because there were uh, four fouls, mm-hmm. and they fouled him right away. I'm like, all right, perfect. They're going to do it again. They did it again, and there were about uh, five seconds left. Uh, actually, what, two seconds? There were only uh, two seconds left because they threw the ball in, mm-hmm. and apparently the call that I still don't, I'm not hearing a whole lot about here. Everybody's concentrated on this foul at the end of the game, but this double dribble Yes. Um, at the end of the game. Where a kid lost the control of the ball at half court with like four seconds left. Was that Jerome as well? I don't know who that was. Um, but they... Yeah, probably. But then, um, yeah, he barely lost control of it, picked it back up, dribbled again. That's a no-no. Auburn didn't touch it, so that should have been a double dribble. Then they follow him again at half court with about a second and a half to go. And looking back on it, at that point, they probably should not have fouled. Right. Um, with the second, I mean, they with 1.6 to go where they were at half court. The guy just got the ball. If, just let him go jack up a 30-foot oh. shot and you win the game. Remember what happened, though, in that game against uh, Purdue. Yeah. The the pass to Mamadi Diakite. Mamadi. Mamadi. And uh, he he made that shot to send it to overtime. Yeah. Um, but, but you're right. I mean, still, Auburn did everything exactly how you would want them to do. They let some time run off. They, had, they knew they had fouls to give. There's a second and a half to go, and the ball is just past midcourt. That'd be a catch and shoot. You could maybe mm-hmm. dribble once, but guy shot it. It was just short. Yeah, and the guy bumped him uh, low. Well, everyone in like the Auburn fans were yeah. cheering. You jumped up and cheered. I was like, yes, goddamn, we got yeah, it. Yes, the one. You're, of course, are the Auburn. You, uh, your more than the hatred for Virginia uh, is you know, well established and uh, and known. Far wide, but uh, um, you know when I I saw the you know everyone's kind of cheering, and I see and I see the Auburn fan or the Auburn players have their head hands on their head. I'm like, nope, nope, something's going on. The clock says zero. The the public address announcer I think was announcing the yeah. score, so no one really knows yeah, what's going on. But you see the Auburn players going like, I think there's a foul there, and and there was. And they call it, and the the booze just cascaded down. It was, good. it was the whole, you know. There's not nearly as much energy as there was in the second game, but it still got loud. Um, the booze, that's when you know they were booing the who's. The you know the Auburn. By fans the way, were, apparently it's Wahoos, shortened to who's. Okay. The unofficial nickname for Virginia students and alumni and whatever. Uh, there's no evidence that the nickname stems from a fish. <laughs> that's good to know. There's a bass fish. 
that it's, uh, it's apparently capable of drinking it's twice its weight. Um, so they, they yell this who and wahoo, whatever the hell, and um, it's an Indian type yell. And yeah. so it must be from the Charlottesville area. There is that what I'm understanding? Where and it's, I guess it's part been? of their part of their fight song of some sort. So yeah. Well, so. that's disappointing. I thought there would be a little more creative uh, origin to this than from a fish. Yeah. But <laughs> we'll call it an Indian song. Okay. That is sung during one of their official slash unofficial. Because when they're yelling this who's, I always think of Dr. Seuss. Yeah. Um, pretty much. Uh, so, so there. So the the foul is called. They go to the monitor. I think at that point, it was I think just to review the clock and also to see if it was a two or a three. They showed the video on the or they showed the play on the video board. It's close. And I thought maybe they would say it was only a two. It certainly and, once, and, like, one, and once he fouled him and he made the first shot, I'm like, well, he's going to make the next two because he's just very good. I, but Virginia to that point was three of nine from the foul yeah. line. And Kyle Guy stepped up ice cold. And, you know, he, he's got cold water in his veins. Isn't that the, the phrase? Whatever. Uh, ice ice water, in his veins. Ice, ice water. water in his veins. Thank you. We've got to check that out. It's probably not good for your health. Today. No, no, it probably is not. But they, uh, he, he makes the free throws. Onions! On, uh, yes. Yeah. Oh, guy, showed me something. Yeah, onions. Bill, Bill Raftery with the onions. And onions! Uh, Auburn calls it. Auburn actually called a timeout with two tenths, or after six the second tenths. free throw. It was after the second free throw. Yeah. There were six tenths of a second on the clock. I'm sure in part to try and ice guy. Yeah. And then also, hey, we, we need to have a play ready yeah. if he makes this and not let Virginia's defense necessarily get set mm-hmm. out of the timeout. They throw it down the full length of the court, gets to the three-point line. The guy turns around and shoots it. I don't, I can't remember if it was Harper or whatnot. It was an, it was an air ball, but it was close. It, it was, was close. And you know what? They had, they had a guy right underneath. Had he been able to catch it? I think if you have two seconds yeah. there, okay. they win that game. Even maybe a second and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, but Virginia wins, and the boos kept raining down from the Auburn faithful. I think from a lot of the maybe, you know, the, maybe the Texas Tech faithful the michigan state faithful any random Doherty's the one doherty this doherty from auburn apparently is the one who had the foul samir and he's saying i I didn't follow but then they're saying okay if it's foul at the beginning of the game it's foul at the end of the game Mm -hmm. if that if that if that shots you know with 10 minutes left is that a foul i would hope so i mean bruce pearl said in his press game uh, post-game press conference that that should be as an ambassador for the game that needs to be called throughout and i I like that answer because you do need consistency from the officials at all points. NCAA actually sent out an email about right after about eight forty-five last night with an explanation saying it was a foul. Yes, I, I st- I'm reading this huge story on ESPN about this, and I still haven't seen. There's not one mention of this double dribble. Right. I mean, that's the call of all the call. That's going to be, I guess, forgotten because nobody knew about it. And then so, I called Dan back, and he's like, yeah, there was a double dribble. Yeah, people are texting us, calling us after the game. And they, and I feel bad for the Virginia oh. kids Auburn. in part because, well, yes, wow. you feel bad for them. But they're booing, you know, everyone's booing them off the court. Like, that. that's not their fault. They came, guy made the three-pointer. He made the free throws. They came back. It's, it is what it is. They won, and they deserved you know they they don't deserve to get booed. You can boo the officials all you want, but we had people. You, know, you mentioned you spoke with Dan Beck. Yeah. I had a couple people text me, call me after and they said, the game, and they said the the foul was legit. I mean, it, 
it's a good foul. But then they mentioned a double dribble. And you and I, you know, that's the double dribble on that. Northern Iowa, yeah. Yes. You know, by the way, we saw Northern Iowa at a restaurant. Uh, someone wearing a Northern Iowa shirt. Yeah. But we both didn't had no idea about it, but that was that foul on... That, that the last foul that Auburn committed, where that the so-called double dribble because it went off Virginia. A lot of things happened. Picked in the last it up. Ten seconds of this game. No, no one in the stadium, or very few we people, recognized it. So, I think that certainly got a lot of play in the reaction on CBS after the game by, you know, by Ernie Johnson, Clark Kellogg. Mm-hmm. Kenny Smith, Charles Barkley, who said he was so sad he could cry. So I feel bad for Charles in that regard. That here, here's win. here's the start of this as we show these people listening to this audio yeah, yeah. picture. Go to ESPN.com. He, look at the look at the story here. Here is this, I guess, this final shot. And this is where this guy is apparently. So he's what he's going up for the shot. This is the defender. Mm-hmm. He's a distance away. I don't know if he's going. And he goes up, and I guess they meet up here. So yep, he he really doesn't even jump. The Auburn guy doesn't really even jump. But here he is. He's at the top of his shot here, and he kind of bumps him with his chest on his hip, and that's the foul. And see, and, by, by the end of it, he is all the way underneath him. Yep. And and the guy's right there. So And he, and he said, I didn't make contact with well, him. Well, yeah, he, yeah, he, he did. did. But Guy does a great job of also playing into the contact, too, because yep. he knows where it's coming. He's trying to draw the foul. That's what I thought. I thought he drew a foul there. I'm like, oh, he's flopping around trying to get a call. Mm-hmm. And they called him like that. And some, you know, sometimes the refs won't do that. But that to me was a legitimate foul. And um, I'm more pissed about the double dribble, right? Because that was a legitimately wrong call. It was. So that, it was, and that would have most likely Auburn would have won the yeah. game. Is it better that we didn't see that during the game, and then we're told about it afterward, or would you have rather seen it during the game and then be? Upset. I think it adds like, another then, element to the to the thing. Because it adds a controversy. The game overall was very good. A very good Final Four game, a one-point game. You said the score would be 65-60. We were very close. close. We hit the uh, over-under exactly right. Auburn so, shot 38%. Virginia shot 49%. Had a few too many turnovers in there. Uh, Auburn had two more threes with the free throw line. They had uh, six more uh, six more free throws. That uh, neither team had an advantage really with anything. Auburn had five turnovers. A very cleanly played game. Mm-hmm. I was mentioned there weren't a lot of fouls called. No. So Virginia wins that game. They're on the championship game Monday night. Who would they face? Well, Texas Tech and Michigan State Matt were Mooney's the other the game. And uh, yeah, uh, for all the Summit League people, all the South Dakota State people who might be listening to this, uh, we know we're familiar with Matt Mooney. We know who he is, what he has done. Uh, had it not been for Michael Orris hitting that shot in the Summit League uh, semifinal game, we would probably have seen Matt Mooney in South Dakota being in the, the big dance at some point. But, obviously, Orris hit the shot, so we didn't see that. But we know how good Matt Mooney Very is, good. how good of a sharpshooter he is. And he transferred to Texas Tech in the offseason. It was mentioned every game, the graduate transfer from South Dakota. And, you know... Especially, I mean, Clay Matvick, I think, did over half of Texas Tech games, or so it seemed like. So he, he would always say that. He's familiar. He does the Summit League Championship games. But, you know, we'd not, we hadn't seen Matt Mooney. Matt Mooney has had a very good season for Texas Tech coming from the Summit League. He averaged 11 points. Not, three assists, three rebounds. So it, it's very, very good. Starter. Not, starter worthy, yep. But nothing that is, like, 
eye-opening, I guess. He's a very... He averaged he's 18. A, he's a better-than-complimentary player, but he's not clearly not the star. Yeah. Last night, he was the star because he made threes left and right. He played some very good defense against Cassius Winston. I mean, mm-hmm. Cassius Winston does not foul a lot of yeah. people. This is what I hear from... The, the Apparently, the, 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 the crowd inside the lane, the lane, the line, yeah. with the train. Yes, and getting out of U.S. Bank Stadium, which was a nightmare, and oh, trying to get on the light rail, and uh, it was it was not very good. So, but you know, when, when people are walking on the tracks, <laughs> and trains can't get anywhere, get that's a that's a problem as well. Um, but Matt Mooney made a. Some very big threes. It was a it was very low scoring game at half. Twenty three twenty one. It was not very good, uh, but good defense. And but this was a different game than the first one because the first game was free flowing and up and down and five, yeah. This six, had a lot of fouls. Five six minutes at a time without a whistle. And this one it was foul and foul and foul and foul and, and two minutes here and a minute here a chunk in timeouts and. It was a it was a slog to get through this. Michigan State had a sixteen eleven lead, and then they didn't score for like the next six minutes. Or and they never let like it get right. They never let it get. Yep, Texas Tech takes the lead for good. Uh, they went back and forth. Whenever Michigan State made a bucket early in the second half, Texas Tech responded, and then they go on a big run. And it was Matt Mooney who took a couple of threes that were they were just great. He was making a lot of. Difficult shots. He was driving in. And Michigan State had no response for him. Uh, Tariq Owens, one of their best players, he had to leave. I'm guessing he hyperextended his knee. He was able to come back. But he, I mean, so at that point, Matt Mooney. Owens, three blocks. Three blocks, yes. And they, you could tell, like, he was just flying in to to get that there. Um, Mooney had a season, tied a season high with 22 points. This time that, the season high. And if they win the that national makes championship, we'll see what Texas Tech does. Uh, Virginia is a one-point favorite. Is I mean, it's because you have possible. the two of the best defensive teams in the country going head-to-head. Over-under? Oh, God. The over-under, 110. 118. 118? So well, I'm, like, take, I'm taking the under. So they want Virginia, you can bet the house on that. You can, you can bet the kids' uh, college fund on that. You take, is, is it your lock of the week? I suppose that would only be sixty to fifty nine. Yeah. Like a sixty to fifty nine game would win, but yeah, I'm gonna pull the Dan Dockage lock of the week here and say that the under it's gonna be under one eighteen. First one to we'll fifty see. wins, maybe first one to forty. But when Tariq Owens goes out, Matt Mooney is the the source of offense for him because mm-hmm. the the Big Twelve Player of the Year, Jarrett Culver, did not have a good game. He ten was, points. He was the only other guy that had ten points. And he was like one of nine Prior one of eight, you know, prior to him hitting that big three pointer, and yet he had a a shot right before that three. I think he scored five points in a row or something like that to help Texas Tech get comfortably ahead. Michigan State just couldn't get anything going. They shot, I think, what is he like, sixteen of 47, 16 of forty nine, something like that. It was awful. Texas Texas Tech shot forty three percent. Michigan State shot thirty one percent. Yeah, it was Um, evident. Yeah, so it was. Yeah, this was a. Uh, I mean, Texas X defense. What they did to Michigan. Uh, mm-hmm. what they what Gonzaga scored what low sixties. Yep. Yep, and they they routinely score in the the mid to upper. Buffalo 80s. scores a ton of points. They held them under sixty. Yep. Uh, they held Gonzaga to under seventy. So yep. They played. Yeah, Buffalo, Gonzaga, very good offensive teams. They held them well under their season average. They they're the best team in, uh, in college basketball on the defensive side. Of it. And I think that's why they were 
the the metrics show that they were the three seed that would make a Final Four uh-huh. run. Um, and you know what, Sparty fans, you probably deserve this because you took down Duke and everyone wanted to see Zion Williamson and Duke. So kind of happy that you lost Texas Tech. Now this is their first ever trip to the final. It was their first uh-huh. ever trip to the final four. So obviously their first trip to the national championship game. Like so, so what? You got Kyle Guy. Who the hell's going to score for Virginia? If they play this defense, Jerome would be the other guy. I think. Like if they can hold them under fifty, I mean, goddamn, I know uh-huh. Virginia's very good defensively, but Mama D Diakite okay. would be the other guy that we've seen step up in this tournament. Uh, he did not have a great game yes uh, Saturday night, but I would say, I mean, it is going to have to go through Kyle Guy, and it is going to be a defensive struggle. Uh, Texas Tech and Michigan, I think, were six, was six to six or something yeah. with ten minutes left in the first half of their Sweet Sixteen game. That might be what we see Monday night. But the atmosphere for the Texas Tech Michigan State game was great. I feel, I feel like half the town of Lubbock showed up, and we were saying when we were walking down like Nicolette Mall to that area there. The there great, weren't a lot of Texas Tech fans. Great setup. Yeah, we saw maybe one early on. It was it was pro Auburn, pro Virginia. Saw some Spartan fans in there. And then, I don't know, maybe Lubbock fans or Texas Tech fans partied all night long and Friday night and got up at afternoon. And, They're still sick. And then they, well, yeah, because they, I'm sure they, they drank the town of Minneapolis Dry, at least downtown oh. Minneapolis Dry last night. But all of a sudden, they come out in full force and you there's just They're red the everywhere. Rowdy fans. Yes. Well, it's, they're excited. They excited. First, the first final four trip for them, as, you know, like with Auburn. But, uh, I mean, they were very excited, and it was funny when you saw, you know, the student sections all, you know, get ushered in, essentially. And you see Michigan State fans, or the students, walk in, and they just walk all single file, like, very nice. They fill up the entire row. Texas Tech students rush it. Like, they almost trampled over several stadium workers to get in. They were were so amped up and excited. But the, the Michigan State fans are loud, you know, in our... Area there were quite a few Spartan Michigan fans State, around. Michigan well, State, I guess you know Texas Tech was across from us, mm-hmm. but like Michigan State was the only team that I saw that actually you know like got up and said, "All right, we gotta you know get the team going here." Mm-hmm. I'm sure because uh, I don't Texas Tech really didn't have to do that because they led most of the way, right? Like the SDSU thing you see at the summer league tournament when the men are always down to the eight seed in the first round. Yes, we gotta get over. Right, let's fucking win this game here by yep. the skin of our teeth. Yep. But uh, they were great, so the atmosphere is great. I anticipate it'll be a decent atmosphere Monday night. I think certainly uh, hev- heavily favored in, tor- in terms of how much more red we're going to see than than orange and blue in the stands. Uh, I'm still trying to find this chant. This this uh, it, to me, it, what it sounded like Raider, Raider Power. Power Raiders. I can't find anything. Power. Um, maybe that's the uh, the the native tongue of uh, Western Raider Texas. Power. <laughs> Here it is, yeah. Raider finally. Raider power apparently is there. The thing is, you get all these chants. You get what you know. You get all these chants that they do. You, mm-hmm. you learn these. Raider, and then somebody does power. And that's their big thing. And you know, it's like the Summit League tournament where you have more than a couple of teams there for the for the session or whatever. You have these four fan bases, and I I absolutely loved it because you can, you know, there's just so much passion amongst all these four fan bases, so they really get up and. You know, Texas Tech and Michigan State obviously were battling back and forth, but the atmosphere was 
was great throughout, and I fully anticipate that Texas Tech will bring the house down. I think everybody wants to see them win. As far as fans that don't care, between Virginia and Texas Tech, your, your people that are just there to watch, I would say they would want, they, they always want the team that's never won. Mm-hmm. And if there is an underdog being a three seed, it's Texas Tech. Yep. Because they've never been there. Yep. I do think the Virginia. Because Auburn sure is fucking mm-hmm. rooting for Virginia. <laughs> right. Not that much. Right. And Michigan State probably not rooting for me. I would say, though, that the Virginia probably has the better storyline because they lost to a 16 seed mm-hmm. last year in UMBC. So to go from losing to a 16 seed to, to winning the whole thing, I mean, that's obviously yeah. never been done before because no one had ever beaten a one. No 16 seed had ever beaten a one seed before last year. So I think that storyline and just kind of the redemption of you know, mm-hmm. head coach Tony Bennett and the, the whole team – there, I think that to me is the big storyline coming in to Monday. Not so much that Texas Tech is lo- looking for their first national championship, but and I think they said for Virginia it's their first national. They're looking for their first national championship too, which doesn't make sense. I thought they had won it in the in the eighties, but maybe they got maybe so. Yeah, and maybe they Ralph they Sampson. lost it there. I thought they had won it with Ralph, but uh, and, he, and all what about all the people that Ralph Sampson was there? They didn't really put him on the. Acknowledge him, but we saw him on the. Board. I would anticipate Chris Long will be flying in. Uh, there really, there wasn't. Who was there for? We didn't see anybody. Virginia, right? Any Virginia guys? Really? Yeah, no. Ralph Sampson was there. Uh, we uh, saw you know Pat Mahomes. They put tra- him on the board. Travis Kelsey was sitting next to him, but yeah, uh, Pat Mahomes got the biggest uh, cheer or an ovation from anyone on there. Kirk Cousins got a very loud ovation as well. Uh, because a lot of people from Minnesota were there, so at least they didn't boo him. That was nice. Virginia made it in 84 as a seventh seed. But they didn't win it. No, they lost to Houston by two. Oh, yes. Yep, yep. So uh, so, so either way, we're going to have a first-time national champion then on Monday night. So that that's going to be good regardless. So I think I, then again, I'm going to I'm going to stick with the the pick, Virginia. or the, well... Just the storyline, I think the better storyline is Virginia winning, coming back from a, you know, from last year losing to a 16 seed. And Virginia's never made a championship game, so it's, you know, two teams that have never made it. And I think what, Florida's the last first time champ? Florida's the last time that we had a champion. UConn would have been before that. Florida, UConn, you know. Syracuse in 03. So you're going to have a first time champion. Maryland in 02. When's the last time we haven't had any? Uh, you know, first time we've had, you know, two new teams. Right. Uh, that's that's been a long time. Yep. So that that's very good. Um, I don't think the ratings will be good for this game. I haven't seen the ratings for the final four yet. They might not have come out. Maybe they have, but uh, I think they'll be good because the games were close. Yes. Yep. I I agree. So that helps. Um, and they've been especially they've been the end good. of Virginia and Auburn. I think yeah. is that's going to be where the peak came in, at least for the first game. Two years ago, it was Carolina Gonzaga, and that was the last uh, national title game on CBS. That okay, had, that had twenty three million people. This will not have that. I would say they'll be. I will say they'd be lucky to hit fifteen to sixteen. Oh uh, yeah, and then. Um, is that what you're saying, or are you going to say they hit 20 million? Like 18, probably 18, I would say. 18, okay. I mean, I want to see what the championship games were, the the final four games, or those final four games were 14 and a half and almost 19. It's just the style of play that these two teams play at. The defensive 
they're both great defensive teams. Like Virginia just all they've always been boring. What do you say? Chicks dig the long ball. People like boring. points in the NBA. Uh, this is not going to be a game where you see very many points. Um, so it does. It just might not make for a great brand of basketball. But for it a could national championship. Us it could. Be in the it could. Who, who the hell knows? It's, it's sports. It's uh, it is. Yep. I think probably nineteen. Sports are dumb. Yeah, sports are dumb. In nineteen eighty nine was the last. No, no. I'm, I'm trying to find last time there was but two first time first time deals. So that's gonna. Be, it should be fun. Um, we did. We walked into the Minneapolis Convention Center on Saturday. We didn't go. We're gonna do that we today. We're gonna do that Sunday and. Um, check that out. You what, walked what, in, yeah, and there were a lot what of. What do you plan on doing? Are you going to do everything? Or are you going to? Well, we're going to go. There's to, a lot of things to do. We're going to go to three on three tournament on Sunday here for a little bit. Just see what that's like. Um, going to go to the Minneapolis Convention Center, look around. Do you know? There's this mechanical basketball that's supposed to be like a bowl. You got to make some. I don't think I'm doing that. Stuff. I don't think I'm doing that. But I might. I, I, I might try. The line is. He might. He might. We're gonna, I got to reach out to him. Uh, but. Depending on the lines and everything, it was packed yesterday. Oh. I think a lot of it, obviously a lot of excitement because it was the first day of the final four. So yeah, so we're is I don't think it will be as packed today. No, because I think a lot of you know Sparty fans might be leaving Auburn fans hitting the road for you know back home. Uh, people who came out yesterday on Saturday, I don't think will come out on Sunday. I heard multiple people in the the hour-long transit wait line that we had say oh we're you know we're gonna go to the mall of america tomorrow so mm-hmm. i think maybe you see more people go there from what i can tell the last time we had two teams that had never made the final four before was 1959 cal and west virginia holy crap since then every year for 60 years at least one of the two teams have has had been the next year, Cal was in it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ohio State, Cincinnati after that, back-to-back years. Ohio State was in the very first uh, national championship game. So and then, you know, had UCLA and Kentucky. So it's been, it's been uh, wow. from what I can gather, unless I'm proven wrong here, 60 years. Since. That's that's amazing. And, and that's good. That's a that's a good thing. We were disappointed, of course, when, the four, when this Final Four was announced. Well, mm-hmm. announced, but when when all the teams won, we wanted to see Duke. We wanted to see North Carolina. Um, Just one of them. We didn't get any of them. Right. One of them. But I, the, the games were great. We, the, I mean, you couldn't ask for better game. You got a great overall. finish. A controversial. I've never. I've yep. probably, I don't think I've ever been to a game with a, with a great. You've been to. The, you were at the far Greg Lewis game. That yes. Was a great finish. Oh God. Yeah. Yep. So it's good to go to a game that'll that'll be remembered. Mm-hmm. You can say, hey, I don't know, that, that Virginia-Auburn game, remember the guy got fouled and all this stuff happened. So we'll do another podcast after the National Championship Monday. We can give you more thoughts on like the, the convention center. I know you walked in briefly to see what the setup is. A lot of people there, a lot of kids doing stuff. I play NBA Jam. Yep, we got to get NBA Jam in for sure. Uh, I saw Jason Terry in there. We saw what Fran... Uh, Dumfrey? No, uh, not Fran Dumfrey, McCaffrey, the yeah. head coach. From Iowa, we saw NDSU coach. We're still looking for Ron Hunter, now head coach of Tulane, formerly of Georgia State and IUPUI. Um, so we'll do that. I like the Nicolette Mall that setup that they had there. We we walked into the mall setup actually where they did countdown for the Super Bowl, yeah. and CBS 
Sports Network is, is bunkered spots. in in there. They got two spots up there. Yep, I think one's for like their HQ deal. So online. yeah, they're online, and then one is actually CBS Sports Network. Multiple team stores have been in there. I'm going to spend more money on that. So that's I think I spent great. my money on my on my twenty dollars worth of hats, which cost me ten. Because <laughs> they couldn't get the right change for you they, or they just gave you change but like you know what sir you got this frozen four hat from two yeah. years back you're, we're you're just gonna poor, give you you're such a poor bastard <laughs> we'll give you a couple more hat. Uh, I, I gotta do some gotta get a few more things i gotta get a sweatshirt for kelsey because she you know, obviously sent me here so i gotta i gotta do that so um we'll hit that hit up that scene again we're gonna do top golf on monday so have some reaction to that. You've never been for that, right? Never been, never been to Top Golf, and again, I guess overall, it just so far the Final Four has even exceeded my Zero. expectations. I, I didn't know what to expect with everything going on, but you know, fan, the weather was decent. It's going to be much better the, Sunday the and vanilla, Monday. The vanilla, the vanilla, orange the vanilla. Orange, they really put it over top. The Coca Cola orange. Yeah. <laughs> People got free samples coming out of the stadium last night, and I could have used one. We, we were parched. You got, got free sunglasses. I got a deck of cards. Yep. Yep. Um, but I think overall, just the setting and the, the setup, to me, has been very good. The one thing that we could say, I think, is have all the doors open so people can get out and not funnel you through just this one tiny area. And then be the, the mass transit line. I, I get it that it's slow. They had They had the trains. They it's just a matter of of getting them through it, but you know when half the stadium is looking to use the transit line, yeah. <laughs> makes for a little difficult. So, uh, any final thoughts before uh, we before we reconvene Monday night? The view was fine. Yes, we were very high. It's probably as high as almost you get, but we could see we could see everything. It yep, was it was on the court, uh, the, the the corner of the court. Yeah. Um, we had some drunk folks beside us who were betting on the games. Yep, and I don't uh, think they made their money. Some did. Second game. Uh, they weren't as loud, so that was good. <laughs> so I, I was surprised. I mean, it, it was full. It was full. Yes, seventy-two thousand seven eleven yeah. announced attendance. I thought that would be somewhat close to a record. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe not. Maybe that's just a um my well, perspective like, of it. I don't. They had it in Dallas. Yeah, they've had it in oh, Dallas. So I'm sure that was big. And there. you know, Houston has had it. We'll but, see well, what people Atlanta think. Like it'll come back every decade. Marcus said it'll be. You know. Uh, stop! What it was at ninety two oh three. That was eleven yep. years. So we'll see. Well, they, they they wouldn't have it at the at the metro when the Metrodome mm-hmm. was in its final standing, and that's why it took so long for it to come back. I fully expect it'll be back within a decade. Um, and again, if you have games like they've had here, and uh, like I said, the the, so, the, yeah, the yeah. setting has uh, the setup has been, I think, very good. I, I'd like to see it a little closer. We we, we got had to make a hike. Beginning. Yep. And uh, it was empty for the most part, but you certainly have to walk to get to Nicolette from U.S. Bank Stadium and then also we'll the convention the train center. We'll take a little farther today, so that'll help. Yep, to, to Nicolette. you got to pick up your backpack at U.S. Bank Maybe, Stadium. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know if I want to get off the train, go up the ramp, get on the bridge, go through the thing. <laughs> it seems like that'll be like a 20-minute thing. I don't know. It's a backpack, I don't know. But yeah, Monday I want to go in the media area just a little bit and see what I don't want to do that there because I was wearing a goddamn Auburn hat. I'm like, who's this joke? That's my pet peeve of these guys who have you know their credentials and the media members mm-hmm. wearing fucking hats and looking like slobs and looking like, like the picture of the guy that yes, uh, Marcus sent us. Uh, <laughs> the, the media notes for this thing apparently is going to be uh, 
a worn piece from Marcus. They usually got some league media notes, which are uh, a page or so, but these look like these might be extensive because everybody's here at this Final Four. Well, it makes sense. It's the NCAA. It's the Final Four. Yeah. So it's great. Um, yeah, so far it's exceeded my expectations. I want to come back automatically. Really bad, and I haven't even we haven't even seen the national yeah. championship yet. Yeah, this thing today that'll be good. Yep, yep. Got so, WrestleMania tonight. I mean, you're excited yes. about it. Oh, yeah. Uh, Triple H, my boy. Triple H, Triple H, my boy. Um, final pick, the national championship pick. I know you want Texas Tech to Texas win. Texas Tech, sixty five, sixty. Yes. Okay. I mean, their I defense. I, their defense might be better than Virginia if you if you factor in the pace mm-hmm. of play. Um, yep. You know those Big 12 teams, they like to score points. Yes, they do. Big 12 is not great this year. Kansas was down. West Virginia was awful. Um, you know, Kansas State was a contender for the thing in Texas Tech. And it, I think, I don't know what the metrics say, but... It's hard for me to go against that. I don't think Matt Mooney's going to score 22 points again. I just don't, but maybe he's feeling it, and it won't matter what Virginia is, can is it do. Is going to be some random guy? Is it going to be? Is it? Is it going to be the guys that were good on Saturday? Mooney and Guy were like the only two guys, and Jerome. Mm-hmm. Is it going to be those guys, or is it going to be some other random dude that that does something? Well, we don't know any other guys. Yeah. Yeah. like Tariq Owens, we know the, what the for Texas, Texas Tech. Tech Garrett guy. Culver, the yeah. the Big Twelve Player of the is Year. Is it going to be somebody that you know hits a couple threes or some random dude? Oni yes. I mean, Mama D Diakite, he might do it. Mama so. Um, I think I will go with you, so I'm probably jinxing the, the fine folks in Lubbock right now, but I think I'm going to pick Texas Tech as well. I think I would rather see Virginia win, which I can't believe. I just sent out a tweet to, you know, to, to Charlie before this about you know how, uh, how much I would hate to see Virginia play, but I think the, greater, the better storyline would be Virginia to win, but I will pick Texas Tech. and I, Either way, we get a first-time national champion Monday night, so uh, be good. we'll be back. Uh, to do another podcast. 820, games at 820. 820, yep. Yeah. So uh, by the time we get through the... the God the, forbid we get... The Atlanta, it'll be midnight. So um, back then to do another short one of these. Um, so two Sports Block podcasts this week. You can find it on iTunes. Just search the Sports Block podcast. Follow me on Twitter at ND Stacken. Travis Crins at Travis Crins. Very simple. I got that name all the Yes, time. yes you did. And... Uh, Facebook, Nathan Stacken will have a, a link to the podcast post in the middle later part of each week. Uh, you can follow me. That I'm going to post a bunch of photos yeah. on Twitter. I've posted some videos on Facebook already. I've created a Final Four um, album, so I'll be posting there as well. So if you're friends with me on Facebook, you can see that too. So uh, Correction, correction. Yeah. Um, first time performers, it was 79, so 40 years ago, not 60. Yeah. Okay. So it was Michigan State, Indiana State. Last time that two teams made it for the first time. Magic Johnson versus Larry Bird. I don't think we have two iconic guys in no. this one. And I believe that that is the most watched college basketball game from what is on record. 35 million watched that. Goodness gracious. I've not seen one higher than 30 million. I've seen a couple 30s. If they get half of that for Monday night, I will be impressed. Modern games, 92. Duke, Michigan had 34. So that's kind of the standard. So, we'll see what happens Monday night. We'll back to break it all down. Uh, it's been fun so far, and looking forward to another couple of days here in Minneapolis at the Final Four. So, nice. for Travis Crins, I'm Nathan Sacken. Thank you so much for listening to this special edition of the Sports Block Podcast live from the Final Four, or from my parents' <laughs> place in Waconia, Minnesota. Either way, we're at the Final Four, folks, and we'll talk to you again on Monday night. You've been listening to the Sports Block Podcast. <laughs>